What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Appreciate you all tuning in for another episode of Running and Gunning Podcast. We got an awesome episode today with the guest, Mike Campbell, out of Virginia. Um, Mike is a super dedicated turkey hunter and a heck of a deer hunter as well. But today we're going to dive into a lot of turkey tactics and targeting specific turkeys and really the the more mature birds that you know a lot of us really try to find and kill. Um, unfortunately, Logan could not join us on this one. Uh, just our times didn't really coordinate. Um, Mike, uh, he gets up early to go to work and a lot of times, uh, right around the time we were recording, Logan was just going into the gym. So I wanted to get Mike on. Um, it's definitely a, a really good podcast. I think a lot of you guys will walk away with a lot of knowledge from this one. And, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. What's going on, Mike? How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, we got two weeks till uh, turkey season comes in. Next week's uh, opening weekend of youth season. Um, awesome. And with this weather, with this weather the way it's been, the birds have been acting right for for quite a while already. So uh, hopefully, um, hopefully they don't pan out too bad before the actual uh, go time goes. But it looks yeah, like I know, it's man. A good season. Definitely. I'm fired up too, dude. There's a ton of birds around here. Um, this year, I feel like more than I've seen in a, you know, probably in my whole life, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get after them. But for those, uh, those guys out there that might not know who you are, man, give us a little breakdown, like where you're from. I know the funniest thing, me and Mike have known each other for heck, I want to say like since 2016 or 2017, I remember just hunting one time and he reached out to me and, uh, I remember freezing my ass off and we were just, he, you kind of kept me in the tree, dude. Cause I was just like going back and forth with you, but we grew up in the same town. Um, and like I said, Mike lives in Virginia now, but give us a little rundown, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I was born in Baltimore, uh, grew up in, um, uh, Eldersburg, Sykesville area, Gamber, same area that, uh, Justin was. And, uh, you know, back then, when we were coming up, we didn't have turkeys. We there, there wasn't turkeys up home, you know. And at that time, you know, you didn't have all this social media. You didn't have, you know, all this other stuff. You just had your Saturday morning hunting shows on TV. And if they showed something about a turkey, they showed something about a turkey, you know. And and not many people knew about turkey hunting. Um, it just, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. So. When we were coming up, again, we just didn't know. Well, my uncle, uh, he used to go to Western Maryland a lot. And, you know, at the time, there was very few birds in the mountains of uh, Western Maryland. But um, that's where he kind of cut his teeth at. And uh, he, you know, he, he, he knew his stuff. He, he learned, self-taught, because, again, no one, no one taught us anything. Well, deer hunt was a different story, you know coming up you know justin that yeah absolutely man i mean my my dad never turkey hunted dude and i was all self-taught and i remember i remember looking up to you because i don't know how many birds this man's killed uh guys but it's it's up there i mean i remember always telling him it's like damn dude you, you know you laid out another one like every year you pretty much tag out don't you yeah pretty much yeah we um we do fair. Uh, back in my younger days, it was 
you know, I got that bug really heavy. So it was, all right, I got my limit. All right, let's get somebody else's limit. Let's get, you know. Um, yeah. You just didn't know any better. Uh, again, we didn't have turkeys. So when I was, I, but I have family in Virginia. So when I would come visit family and I would hunt here, I would hunt here over the holidays. And, you know, you would see a turkey or, or you would go to the country store and you see a picture of somebody holding a turkey up. You're like, man. And, and you know, when you're 8, 10, 12, a turkey looked like a pterodactyl. It right. Was, you know, so it intrigued me. It intrigued me. And um, that year, I think I was 10, and my uncle went out to Western Maryland and he killed a nice gobbler. It was a two-year-old, but he got it fully mounted. You know, he got it mounted. Well, that's all I did. I went in the den every chance I had and just looked at this thing, and I was mesmerized by it. Like, this thing's just, you know, gorgeous. Well, then I, I came to Virginia, and uh, I think my first hunt was, I was 10, and we didn't have turkey calls or anything, and uh, my dad, um, he, uh, he, you know, deer hunted, but he really wasn't big into turkeys. Well, I told him, I was like, I want to go turkey hunt. So, come down on our spring break, and uh, we didn't have anything. Well, we were watching we were watching something on TV and <clears throat> this guy pulls out this call and he starts calling with it one of them little push button calls. And uh, I think that was at the time that was, um, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was a night and hail. And, uh, you know, we were looking at it. Well, my dad, my dad was like, well, at the time we didn't have the money for it. He goes, well, screw this. Well, he reached in and uh, grabbed my baseball where I kept all my baseball cards. And I still got it. And um, took all the baseball cards out of it. Well, we made a turkey call out of a baseball card holder. And uh, he put a peg rod, a stick through it with a rubber band <laughs> and a, um, and a uh, uh, paper clip. And made an actual turkey call. Well, we didn't have That's any clue. Awesome. Yeah, we didn't have any clue what we were really doing. And uh, Michael's like, well, the colors you don't wear is this, this, and this. You know, deer hunting, we didn't care. We, you know, everybody did what they did. But he's like, you don't wear this, this, and this. You got to have full camo and all that. Well, I didn't have full face mask camo and all. I just had a little, you know, that little burlap sack. That's what I had over top of me. We pulled in a parking stall at a WMA up here in uh, Powhatan, Virginia. And uh, as soon as we got out the truck, we were probably, you know, 10, 15 minutes late because we really didn't know. I didn't know. Here, I'm 10, 11. And uh, get out the truck, shut the, the truck, and three birds just started gobbling all around us. And That's awesome. I mean, you know, I, and I'm just looking in the, in the woods and I'm like, Again, we never heard that at all, and and it right. was just mesmerizing. That was the that would caught the edge. So down through the bushes we go, and uh, turkey's up on the limb, and 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 he's just closest one. I mean, shoot, we weren't forty yards from the truck. And he, he start dad starts hitting that thing, and all he was doing was just short little yelps, and all all the thing was doing was just squeaking, but the bird was hot. 
Yeah. And every time he would hit that that bird, I mean, he would just ooh, ooh. and uh, next thing you know, poof, flew out the tree. I heard it fly. Through. And he landed on a little crest right below us. Well, at the time, we didn't know any better. We had a thicket in between me and uh, us and him. Well, we could see, I could see the top of his fan, and he's just got, I mean, this bird is just double, quadruple. I mean, he just, at every breath, this bird was just, just gobbling. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, he's trying to get around this thicket. Well, again, we didn't know any better. Well, then finally, he just gets tired of us, and I bet you he sat there for an hour, God. And we didn't know anything. Well, started pushing this call thing again. Next thing you know, you know what happens then. Bird gets all boogered up and tails it out of there. And uh, <laughs> I remember just sitting there, just, you know, actually seeing this thing in person at that young of an age. And again, it looked like an elephant. I mean, it looked like a gorilla coming, you know. And, right. And, Big old giant that time, was, I that imagine. Was, that, yeah, yeah. And that, that was my... um. That was that was the itch. That was the start. Well, so you take it back again. So then you know you go back up home. Well, I'm looking around for turkeys. We didn't have turkeys. I'm I'm hunting all the same places that you hunted down there. I had property around Piney Run. I had property in Gamer. I had property all around the reservoir. And uh, there was no there was no turkeys. Zero. Yeah. So you just follow up the years now well if i wanted to turkey hunt you know i had to come i had to come back to virginia to, to turkey hunt and uh you know as the years went on i think i was i was 14 or 15 and uh, finally got a chance to come back during the spring and this time did a little bit of practicing again, but again, you really didn't at the time didn't have anyone to teach you or, or show you. And, right. Uh, we went back out to another wildlife management area, and uh, here I am, fourteen, fifteen, thinking I know the world, and uh, I start calling on that push button. But I bought one that time. It was night and hail push button. I still got it, and I'm pushing on it, and man, this turkey starts gobbling. Well. Being young and not knowing anything, I just kept calling. I overcalled the bird. He was coming in on a string, and I overcalled because I just, you just don't know no better, you know, right. being young. And uh, here comes the bird. We were on the wrong side of the creek. He was on the other side of the creek up on a hill, and I'm pushing, and you know what happens there. Boom, birds go. Right. So, again, go back home looking for turkeys. We didn't have them. And uh, I moved to Virginia when I was 18, right at, well, right after high school. I, I moved to Virginia uh, right after I graduated high school. And uh, Buddy and I was on the reservoir. We were up, we were up near um, Nicodemus Bridge. And it was, I don't know, I, I think it was March, right when the reservoir opened up. It was right, it was in March, and it was cold. And we started going up towards Nicodemus. And uh, all of a sudden, we're just we're just just you know cruising up the lake, and then all of a sudden, I just hear, Ooh. and I was like, "What in the world?" I thought I was hearing things. I right? Up, yeah. Did you hear that? He said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah, I hear that." I said, "No way." 
Well, we pull up, we pull up in a little pocket there, and we're sitting there, and I didn't have anything, so I, oh, 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 he gobbled again. I said, man, that's a damn turkey. Yep. That was the first turkey. That was the first turkey I ever heard up there, and that was in, that was in '99. Okay. I think I started hunting the reservoir. '99. I would say like 2010. I started bow hunting for turkeys in there. For for those of you guys listening, um, that don't know, uh, the reservoir we're talking about is an archery only WMA, and it has a lot of turkeys, but there's well now there's a lot of people that hunt it but when i had first started hunting it there wasn't near as many people and um you could get on birds but but like we said i mean like like mike's explaining i was self-taught too and i didn't know what i was doing i was over calling like crazy and you know but you kind of figure it out after the couple years right so you finally get in that groove of like understanding you know what you need to be doing i mean when you when you're hunting for turkeys, are you uh, usually are you a run and gun style kind of guy? It all depends. Um, I like to hunt like that. Uh, probably the best way to hunt, you know, if you have big big expansions or tracks. When I in my younger days, yes, that, that's all we did. We run and gun. If nothing was happening here. I'm 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 over here. If nothing was happening there. I'm over here. Um, and I killed a pile of birds doing that. Um, but as I get older, I would say the last, I would say the last 10 years, um, it seems like, it seems like I kind of, I kind of like to pick a bird out, you know, if, if that makes sense. Like, again, a lot of times you go on this piece of property and you go there and, and, and you're listening. You know, save a four season and, and you're listening. Well, three days in a row, like I was, you know, talking to you, you have, you have three birds, say, to the right. And they've been gobbling every morning consistent in this one area. And you, you hear a bunch of hands. You hear a bunch of crap going on. And then you have this single bird that's just by itself. And, and again, a lot of times this, this bird is the dominant bird. And... A lot of times, but not all the time. He'll, you know, he, he likes to, he, he'll he'll gobble first. He'll, he'll he he likes to, you know, no make his present known, presence known. So, you know, he'll start he'll start talking on the limb. He'll get these other birds fired up. He'll gobble a few more times, and then boom, you'll hear that whole pack shut up. You know, you hear you hear the whole flock. That other flock just shut up. And this bird, he may gobble one two more times. Well, then he might shut up. Well, you know, this is pre-scouting. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? It's pre-scouting. Well, a lot right. of times, when you get when you get when you get multiple gobblers together, they'll beat they'll run and beat up the dominant bird and push him off. Yeah, that's I've seen that that's with usually, like Jake's. That's right. Well, well, down here Jake's will do it, but down here you get if you get a pack of two-year-olds, they're going to do it. Okay. You know, if if you get if you get two or three you know, two-year-olds that, that, that group up, well, that, that, that verdict's got the inch and quarters, you know, inch and a half. A lot of times, they'll run him off, you know. They'll, 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 they'll beat that bird up. And then, So, let me, let me ask you this hit. real quick while we're talking about, like, the single bird or, like, the, 
is like a big old Tom, a lot like a big old buck where he just doesn't want to be around the herd? A lot of, in my experiences, a lot of times, yes. Um, not all the time, but a lot of times, yes. Now, I, I've killed, obviously, I've killed plenty of big birds that were just went around and just kicked everyone's tail. But um, I would say overall, a lot of times, that's why, that's what, like I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I, I want to hunt that single bird. If I can okay. hunt that single bird, that's just me and him. You know? Gotcha. I've, I've, I've been in the wood, been in the woods and, and you just, like I told you, you just hear them lighting up around you and you got that two or three birds over here. It, 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 just like last year. Um, I think it was the second Saturday of last year. Same, same, same scenario. Um, me, me and my buddy that I turkey hunt with been for years and years, him and I, him and I are, uh, a, a good team we've killed a lot of birds together and uh he he acquired this place and it was our first time on it nothing no topo no anything um got permission and uh never seen it so that morning um we get in and uh we're standing there and i mean as soon as daylight cracks it was probably like a three or four times in there and i mean them guys were just 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 boom. i mean they probably gobbled 300 times on the land and oh, uh, we're, we're making our way down yeah i mean they were just going 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 well they were gobbling so much you know we're we were going through a cutover and i mean a nasty cutover and we're trying to just ease our way as close as we can, close as we can, because we didn't know the property. We didn't know any of the logging roads. We didn't know anything. But we just, I kind of, in the dark, I could kind of see this, you know, terrain feature. And I could kind of tell that these birds were, you know, on a, on a, on a hilltop or an old top that, that went down to like a big creek bottom. And, uh, so as, as we're easing, well, then I kept hearing this single bird. And, and my buddy Stewart, he turned around, did you hear that? I said, yeah, I hear him. I hear him. I said, I, I hear him over there. Single bird by itself. And, again, it was three or four birds in, in here. And they were just going. Well, finally, we get set up, and we can hear this single bird. He would gobble maybe every 15, 20 minutes. Boom. You could hear him. But he was probably... I don't know, a quarter mile away, maybe closer, but he was probably a quarter mile away. Well, we get over here and birds are pitching. You could just hear birds flying out. Well, they had that group of toms had 40 hens with them. As soon as they hit the ground, they maybe gobbled two or three times. The next thing you know, they were they were gone. So I said, me and him, you know, may come up with a plan. So well, let's just give it a little bit. Let's just give it about an hour. I said, and then we're going to go to that lone bird where we heard that lone bird this morning. Sure enough, we finally make it over to him where he was at. And a lot of times when I'm calling, that's why I like to have two people with you. Because, because if a bird's hard to work or... Yeah, you like move back, get, get somebody to call behind you. Right, right. Yeah. And... uh 
So, you know, we'll spread up about, and, and here's another tip. If, if, if you're going to blind call, you like what I do is say, we're, say we're going through the woods and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, all right, this perfect spot to call. Well, I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I'm looking to where I can just dive. You get me? Yeah. Where I can hit the ground. If right. Something goes down. You know, a lot of people, that's where they mess up at. They, they, they'll they stay in the middle of the field and call, and the bird's on the edge of the field. And what He happens? sees them. Well, right. He gone. Yeah. yeah right. He, he gone. So Now, what's I'm your favorite terrain features? Do you, do you use a locator call a lot more than just blind calling? I can. That all, that, that all depends. It, once it starts getting later up, once it starts getting, say, an hour, hour and a half, after daylight yeah i'll do a lot of we'll do a lot of listening so and you want to stay on one spot like say you know an area where birds have frequent say a ridge top or or a, a side of a hill you know in the oaks um you don't i don't like you don't want to be out in the open obviously you want to, you want to kind of keep the terrain keep the features as best concealment as you can sometimes obviously you can't help it and you have to just you know go straight to the bird or whatever you got to do but a lot of times again as we're going snail's pace especially in an area where i know there's birds because a lot of times i hear the birds scratching walking you know strutting um and that's and that's another thing a lot of people can't hear a turkey drum Right. Uh, I'm fortunate I, enough. If it's a qu- quiet morning, I can hear him drumming 150 yards. And if somebody says I'm lying, I've had pr- I got proof. So uh, that's crazy, man. A lot, a lot of birds have died. I would say a quarter of the birds have died from giving away just by drumming. Uh, okay. Now, what are you birds, hearing when they're drumming? Are you hearing that first, like? Or you or do you hear like the? Oh, I I, I can hear the. Yep, yep. Yeah. But a lot of times, if he's far away, a lot of times, say if he's forty or fifty yards, um. And 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 ideal, you have to have say you got a breeze in your face. It's got to be calm breeze in your face, but you'll hear the boom. Okay. Right. So if he's closer than that, you'll you'll hear, you'll hear the spit. But a lot of times you just hear that you just hear the drum. Okay. And uh, again, I've killed and seen more quiet times and more birds die from that than in than them gobbling. Hands down. Um, a lot of times too, those big mature birds like I'm like I'm getting to. Once once he pitches down, he's already got his mindset. 90% of the time where he's going. All right. Depends on how many hens he has with him. Okay. A lot of times there's different places down here where if you have big fields, um, say more out on the eastern side of our state, as soon as the birds hit the ground, they're in the middle of the field. You know, they're hard to kill unless you're right in the way, you know, of them. but a big mature bird, a lot of times he knows he knows where he's going to fly down. He knows where he's safe. He's going to stay. He's going to, he's like a big buck. 
You know, right. you don't have the win to play, but he's got his vantage points. Um, and again, how have you kind of learned? How have you learned to get to that point? Like, um, is it is it a lot of topo stuff for you, or is it just purely scouting that you're learning this stuff? The individual bird and scouting. Okay. All right. I I bet you out of I'm you know I'm 41. So I've been hunting since I was knee high to grasshopper. And I've got, I don't even want to say how many on both ends. And I bet you I've used a topo 10 times in my life. Okay. Okay. I, I put, I put, even with deer hunting, it's, it's, it's on the ground. It's, it's on the ground and what that bird's doing. You know, if you have a lot of time, to check him out or see what he's doing. Like that's what, you know, preseason scouting does. Or if you have an evening, um, a lot of times you can learn a lot of things too. Now I will tell you this, some some places birds don't like to gobble in the evenings. Other places like my place that I got at the lake, they love to talk in the evening. I mean, they'll, they'll gobble their face off in the evening before they go up. Um, okay. And, yeah, I've you know, I've kind of noticed that, man. Don't. I've never heard much around here. I never really hear much gobbling in the evenings. But right. I mean, it, it I, and that was another. Yeah, that was another question I had for you. Do you prefer the mornings or do you like the evenings? I mean, I, I imagine the mornings, but. Oh, I I love the evenings too. Um, okay. The evenings, but see here, but see here in Virginia, you can only hunt the last two weeks. Right. From. You know, from whatever. The, does the evening hunting, like, I feel like that's more of like almost deer hunting where you can like scout and you catch them birds coming across to go where they're going to roost and you can <clears throat> cut them off before they get there. Like where you might not even need to do much calling in the evening, right? Well, I've had some of my best exciting hunts um, in the evenings and, 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 that would be like the last two weeks of the season again. My favorite time to turkey hunt, to kill a true hook stud, is the last week of the season. Um, that is the time that he is most vulnerable. Uh, you still have you still have you know hens doing what they're doing and all, and you got them young Jenny hens that are just walking around the woods and they're not they're, they don't even nest they just they you know they're just dropping eggs you know you'll go through the woods and you'll just see a random turkey egg well that's a young that's a young hen and uh you know a, a big time will still follow her but that time of year is the most vulnerable time to kill a big bird um and a lot of times the evening time is a hot ticket to kill a big stud and okay a lot of times he will be fired up you know uh between that say you know 3 30 to 45 minutes before he goes up and especially if he's lonely because he don't want to go up by himself even though 90 percent of the hens are already on the ground you know you notice, you know, as the season goes on, well, you're, you're starting to get more nesting hens. And the more nesting hens on the ground, well, if a hen is flying up in a tree 
that late in the season to roost, 90% of the time it's a young hen. So most of you know most of the big most of the adult hens, they're already they're already nesting. So and that time of year, it is good to be hunting on them edges of them thick areas and them cuts. Because he'll roost there. She doesn't want to have anything to do with him. She's, you know, he's going to follow her around, but she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. And uh, those areas are, are good areas for a mature bird late in the season. Um, okay. You know, the first week or two of the season, you get them two, three-year-old sometimes, even a big bird. I mean, I've killed big hook spurs opening day. Uh, you know, all you got to do is just, just say, hey, come here, and they're going to run at you. You know, it doesn't happen like that a lot. But it does happen. But right. most most of the time, the last week of the season is my favorite part of the season. Usually I don't last that long. But uh Will you be calling probably, at that time of the year? Like once it gets a little later like that? Do you oh, like kinda Oh yeah. Mid 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 season, mid season, I kinda tone it down unless the bird tells me otherwise. Okay. The okay. end of the season, I'm 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 cranking it up harder than I'm ever cranking it up. Okay. Because explain explain that to me though. Like, how are you feeling out these birds? Like, what makes you call to them less or more by their response? By their response and what they do. Say, and, and again, I'll tell somebody. Everyone, you know, nowadays you got the internet. You got you got everything at your fingertips to be a professional right now. Um, which is crazy to me i just laugh sometimes at people i'm like dude you just got to put your feet on the ground and you have to learn right i had a pet turkey you know i had a pet turkey i learned a lot from my pet turkey um i learned listened to a lot of cassettes you know back then in my you know early teens and all that when we didn't have anything um you know nowadays yes you can advance yourself way quicker uh but you're not you're not gaining any more actual situational knowledge. You know, say, yeah, you can go in there and have all the fanciest calls, all the fanciest crap. You could have a property that has 4,000 birds on it. But again, you still have to have knowledge. You still have to have woodsmanship. So, you know, say a bird, say I go in that morning and I, and, and a lot of people too, a lot of people, which I, I I don't like to call to a bird on the roost unless I have to. I might give him a little. See, little, for me, like that's my maybe that's my biggest flaw, man, because I, I call to him like crazy on the roost and nobody's do ever not, told me do, don't do that. Do okay. No. Just wait for no, them to I, hit the ground or what? Well, all right. Let's give a situation too, and 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 here's another topic. All right, so you you got this bird and he's gobbling. All right, first thing you need to do in your brain, unless you're on a piece of property that you you've never been to before. All right, you need to be. If I could, if I could be on the same level as him. All right, that's step one. Okay. I got you. You there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, first, be on the same level as him. All right? Don't 
if you can't help it, sometimes you can't do anything about it. Do not set yourself up for failure right off the draw for that bird. And again, a lot of times, you if you're hunting a single bird, um, you know, that bird kind of got to be intimate with that bird. So you want to set yourself up on the same level plane as him. Say he's on a long ridge. Okay. Mm -hmm. A north south ridge. You got a swamp on one side. You got a field on the other side. You know, you want to try to get on that same height as that bird. And again, a lot of people want to get too tight on a bird on the roost. Do never do that. Never do that. I've, I've got in so many instances where, you know, a bird didn't want to gobble on the roost, but I was in there well before daylight setting up. And next thing you know, you know, 20 minutes after daylight, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I know there's a bird in here. I know there's a bird in here. And then next thing you know, a crow flies over and he gobbles in the tree above you, you know, or 20 yards from you. If I can, the closest I like to get on a tree that that bird is in in the right situation, especially like say you got early season now, I'm talking like coming into season. Right, like 60, opening weekend. 70, 80 yards. Okay. That is the close, that's that's almost too close. Right. Too close. Um, so general rule of thumb, get about 100 and, yards away and, from and him. Terrain features. Yeah. And see, around yeah, here, we've I mean, got a lot of, like... bump into him. Yeah. We have a bunch of rolling hills around here, in. and it makes it harder, I'll say, like, as right. far as, you know, predicting, like, where that, where he's going to... And so, it's weird to me, man. Nobody's ever... You know, it's cool to talk to you about this, but how comes uh, there's sometimes where they will fly out and just soar across the field, and then other times they just fly right down, at, like, you know, within 10 feet of the tree? Is it right. just all that's, locations? That's, it's it's all location, or he can hear that hen. <laughs> he can hear that hit a whole lot better than you can. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know. You know. So so there could have been there could be a hen way past you. You know, and he he's soaring. You know, he he he's going to her. You know, um, and that's where you get that's where you get in there. Them issues the first week or two of the season, or you know even the third week of the season, you know, you got this bird goblin. Well, again, that first bird in the morning, usually that first bird in the morning that starts gobbling, not always, but I would say three quarters of the time that bird that starts hammering in the morning, unless it's a, a group of two year olds, he's going to gobble first. Okay. He'll set, the, he'll set the tone for the morning. And then once he starts gobbling, the other, the other ones will start gobbling. A lot of times he'll shut them up. You know, you'll be sitting there and this bird's hot. These birds are hot. This bird maybe gobbles three or four times. Ooh. Ooh. And that's all he's gobbling. These birds are hot. As soon as these birds hit the ground, they shut up. As soon as this bird hits the ground, he's ready to work. Because that's the dominant bird. Right. He's, they're, they're, they're trying to stay away. They're trying to stay away from that bird. Okay. You know, and then, you know, other times you get them really old birds. Well, then that group of younger birds that are together, 
they will gang up on him and, and, and run him off. But that's where later in the morning you can get back on him. He's huntable later in the morning. You know, he, he's he's huntable because not I would say yeah, later in the morning. But the, the hens a lot of times are with that group of gobblers. Just like a okay. high school kid, you know. I got you. You know what I mean? You're, you're going you're going to prom with with the good looking one. You don't right. like the old sag daddy over here right now, right? Even though so, old sag daddy still kick all y'all's tails, uh huh. You know. So I mean, he, he wants now, to fly down. Now you got that big bird that that flew down, right? And you you're able to pick out that like you think that's the dominant bird. When he actually hits the ground, will you then call to him just a little bit? And what will you hit him with? Like just a couple. Like, will you yelp at him or what? Well, it. All right, so, okay, say he's in, say he's in that tree, and again, it, it all dicta- it all dictates to where, if I'm going in early season, I'm talking early season right now. If I'm going in early season, I'm setting up on this bird, and I'm setting up on him, and I, and we're set up on him. All of a sudden, I hear him behind me, or him. You know, you start hearing you start hearing hens. He's gobbling. He's up on the tree. You can hear him up on the tree, blowing up. You know, you know, just soft, just just hen talk up in the tree. I mean, I mean, the softest, softest talk. And and I know what you're talking about because I've I've heard a lot this year. I've heard way more turkeys than I've ever heard in my life, like on the roost in the morning. And right. man, I I like learned so much from that about like how I should be calling, you know what I mean? Versus the way I was. Right. Well, you want to, you want to sound, you want to sound like her. So say, say again, I'm set up on him. I know he's the man. And all of a sudden, especially the first couple of weeks, he's right here. Behind me on the other side of him. Well, then he'll, he'll gobble. Well then if now that's the instance where I will call to him on the tree and in the tree. And they start talking, they start talking. Well, then all of a sudden, a lot of times you'll get that one dominant hen out of that bunch. And she'll she'll open up a little while, yeah, 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 up in the tree where she's just waking up. Yeah, yeah, you know, has the other one. Just purring and cackling real light. And then him, ooh, he'll gobble at her. A lot of times he'll turn on the root, turn on the limb, look right at her. Gobble his face off. A lot of times the hen that he's in the tree with, He's, he's turning to her. He's he's looking at her. And then she'll start going again. She'll start going again. Well, then that's when you need to chime in. Okay. That's when you need to start dying. <clears throat> then that's when okay. you need to start mimicking her. So if she's so if she's up in the tree and she's yeah, yeah, pop, yeah, yeah, pop. You just you 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 hit her back and same right. Tone, and I've killed I've and, killed two birds like that by pissing off that one hen, and then she's yeah. brought she, I got her attention, pissed her off, brought her right to me, and then she brought the the times with her. Correct, correct. Ninety percent of the time, if you can get that one hen, you might have a flock of ten hens in this flock. It's just, it's just like a hot dog. Well, that one hen, one or two hens in that in that whole group, is the ones that he's looking at. Is the right, like the lead at. hen. Right. So if you can piss her off, ninety nine percent of the time he's coming. And if you right. can get in between them, if you can get, yeah. I mean, 
those those mornings are just just magical mornings where you just get set up. And I had one a couple years ago. That was probably the best hunt two years ago. I ended up killing that bird like a week later. But that was probably one of the best hunts I've ever been on. And I never pulled trigger that morning on that bird. He was yeah. in gun range five times. And yep. I set up I set up that morning. I heard him go up on the limb that night before. And I, I went back up up top of the hill and he's he's up there and I he's down and I'll I'll call to him. I oh he's a, I mean he was just pumped, pumped. I was like, oh finally maybe he's alone. Because this bird had plenty of hens with him. And I said, maybe this bird's alone. Well, I'll get set up that morning and I'm and I'm starting starting the daylight and I'm I, finally I pick him out in the tree. And I can see him up there. I said, man, this is your pretty morning. And behind me, behind me was a bluff uh, that that dropped down into a, a big ravine. And on the other side of him was a bluff. And on this side was a big ravine. On the other side of him was a big ravine and a creek bottom. I said, buddy, I, I, I was just eating nuggets. You know, I, right. I, I mean, he's up in the tree and I'm just like, it, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. Well, next thing you know, right behind me, on this on this on the right on the other side of the creek for me, I walked underneath her in the dark. Right on the other side of the creek for me, she starts. Yeah, 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 up in the tree. And next thing you know, he's coming unglued. And she's behind me. He's this way. Well, me and her got into it. Let's just let's just put it this way. We got into it so much. I was already hoarse before he even thought about coming out of the tree. And I think he was done doing his mating up in the tree because he was, he, he was so horny up in the tree. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, her and I went back, back and forth for like 45 minutes to an hour. And this is well after daylight and I'm staring at him. Well, she's only like 15 yards behind me up in the tree. So I, I still couldn't move. And I wore that mouth call out on her because and she's just, she's like literally yelling at me from up in the tree. And I'm behind the tree and she couldn't see me. Well, she finally got so mad at me. She pitched out the tree this way. Well, the problem was her and I were so close. We weren't, you know, from him to us, he's sitting there looking. I could have shot him off the limb. But he's sitting there looking at me and she's above me. Well, her and I, like I say, her and I was gone. Well, she got so mad at me and she pitched off to my left well what did that do he pitched off right when he saw her he finally come out the tree walked that ridge top oh, i can see the top of his fan he's walking 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 she comes behind me again now she walks right up behind me now she's on the ground she's mad she's coming to fight me well she's dragging him right behind her she comes up and she's getting so mad Again, now she's just purring. She's fight purring. She's, I, she was doing stuff I ain't never heard a turkey do. Well, I'm giving it back to her. Well, then I can hear him spitting and drumming behind me. She literally walks up and looks at me at the tree. And I, I could have reached out and grabbed her by her neck. She was going to Yeah. Yeah. I could have reached around and grabbed her by her neck. Well, she turned around and looked at me and she's like, something ain't right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> she started walking straight. Yeah, she started walking straight away from me. She But then I started cutting. And a lot of times too, here's another tip. 
you get a you get a hen to bust you and the gobbler still weighs away okay again a lot of times you'll call it dominant hens in because that's right. a lot of times a lot of birds die from them say right. i know that he's with them he never gobbles he never talks well if i can get her pedoed and again mimic her if if she's yelping yelp louder than she is right i try to do like the same cadence that's what i and that's what worked for me you know but over but overtake her over yeah like try to overdo her volume you you overdo her because say say he she starts got she starts talking he gobbles she starts talking he gobbles well you start you you start chiming in right after it so when you start chiming in right after it your sound kind of falls over her sound, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if, 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 if she starts, if she starts working your way, well, she's getting mad now because he's actually coming your way because you're kind of overtaking her. You're right. So he's like, he's thinking again, he's thinking it's her. Well, it's kind of an over, over gathering, overtaking of the situation. Well, then all of a sudden now that's really pissing her off. And she's just going to come in and start purring. She's going to start fight purring. She's going to blow up. I've seen them strut. Yeah, I've seen that too. They're going to come in there and just, just, they're just going to come in there and just do what they want to do. And uh, then that's, that's a lot of times that's when he comes in. old boy will be right in, right behind her. You can hear it. Right. Yeah. But you got to listen. You got to listen for that. You got to listen for that. Yeah. Again. A lot of people, a lot of people can't hear that. I've sat next to people and I'm like, you know, hear one spitting and drumming 60 yards away. We ain't heard a gobble that morning. I'm like, you hear that? And they're like, no, what I, I'm like, yeah, like, lay lay your tone down a little bit, man. Just, just chill out. There's a bird over there. There ain't a bird over there. We ain't heard one all morning. And then there he is. That's a really another I was going to ask you real quick about um, how long like will you wait on a bird? Like if you got one hammering at you and he goes silent, like will you sit there for an hour? Like I I guess it just depends on the situation. Right. Say say that morning if that's the only bird that I heard. And that bird was hot and, and, and he was coming, he was coming and all of a sudden nothing quit well a hen either come up with him took him away or something was in between you and him that he did not like or something was in between y'all that he's trying to get around he's trying he's trying to to come around an obstacle all right i've, I've had turkeys fly across a half mile river to come to me and die yeah all right and i've had turkeys not cross a 12 inch stream right they'll lock up they'll they'll just lock up so that's what i'll tell you same level as the bird for one try not to get anything between you and if you can use the land terrain say you got a point say a ridge there's a horseshoe in there and he's on one end of the ridge and you're coming in on him well pay attention to that bird Again, a lot of them bigger mature birds, when they fly down and they don't have any hens, they're going to the safest spot they can sit there and gobble. They'll gobble all day, strut, 
to where, where they could see everything. And a lot of times you can drag him off of his spot just enough. And again, use your terrain. You got to use your terrain. Um, I don't like to go straight up on a ridge to a bird if I don't have to. If he's directly on top of the ridge top, I'm trying to come in from a side of him or a cross angle to where I'm talking he's on the ground now, obviously. So it's almost like you want to try and be where where he can crest up and then you just cut him off right at that magic point. I mean, that's that's right. kind of what I try to do Right. when I can. When I'm, I'm getting to a point, right, I'm getting to a point 99% of the time when I set up on a bird to kill him, I'm only going to see that bird for five seconds before his head's gone. Right. Okay. Right. Um, a lot of times I'm not sitting up on that open hilltop unless I'm, you know, unless it's mid morning and we're just kind of just observing, you, you know, I'm talking about if a bird is working, he's gobbling. Okay. I'm not sitting up on an open ridge where I can see 150 yards. Right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on the side of that or I'm getting on it on something to where he has to go around it, not say a Creek or something, or he has to go through it. He has to go around it to, to see me. Yeah. And then that's the moment of truth that that's right. the moment, you know, I'm there to kill him. If he's wanting right. to play the game, when he comes into range, it's, over. you know, I like to watch him and all that. You show. Know, I mean, for you, wrong. like, I, I guess you're, uh, you're not using decoys very often, are you? Yes and no. Um, okay. I've used decoys. I've used decoys, which I could say probably out of all the birds that I've killed, I've probably killed two that I two that I actually think decoys did sealed the deal for with, you. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, and also, but, like, are, are field birds different than woodland birds? I mean, if you're hunting big hardwoods and ridges, I mean, have you noticed, like, the field? Like, you know, if you're, you're hunting, like, a farm, are them oh, birds going to do different stuff because they're out there just strutting in the fields? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then that's when you got to put – that's when you – and that's where, that's where, again, that's why I'm trying to <clears> – first thing in the morning on those type of birds is 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 – for a mature bird is where you want to try to cut him off before he gets out there. Okay. Once he gets out there, once, once they get out there to those fields, it's, it's very hard. Now you have a better chance when it gets warm, when it gets hot, like early spring, it's not too hot. They're not hot. When it gets, you know, say middle spring or later in the spring. Yeah. By mid morning, they, they're wanting to get on them shade edges. They're wanting to get, they're wanting to get closer, you know, you know, the beginning of the year, they're all just run out in the middle of the field. Okay. You know what I mean? But if I've kind of learned, noticed that bird, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they're black. So when the sun's shining on them, they get hot. Yeah. It's probably hot. Yeah. Quick. You know, it, yeah, they get, they get hot. They get hot really fast. But say you go hunt that bird that morning and, later in the season now and say all of a sudden he does go out to that field. Well, and he keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. Well, it's kind of hard to cut him off or if you're not in that 
that right situation. Well, then that evening time, you kind of know the general area where he's going to go back right to where he's going to roost you know so that's where those field evening time birds are easier not easier but they put on really good hunts you can find that evening time bird that's that's starting to work his way back that wants to have company that before he goes up um you can you can have a hell of a good evening hunt i've had many a good since virginia you know opened up that um well, since we've had the last two weeks of the season hunts. Um, That's one thing here in Kentucky, really man. Good. The whole season we get it. We can hunt mornings and evenings. And I've, for me, I've never killed a bird in the evening. Um, I mean, I also really wasn't able to do that much evening hunting, you know, before I moved here. Um, so I'm still... Like, I, I'm 100% still learning. I mean, like, yeah, I've killed some birds. I've killed, a, I've killed like, two good birds um, and a couple jakes, you know. But that's why, like, I, you know, and I hope I'm not, like, interrupting you too much. But it's just, like, when you're getting into this stuff, I really... No, keep on. Keep I was, on. No, I was enjoying, uh, you know, asking you, man, because, like, honestly, like, you know, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge in this stuff. And I'm, like just stoked to actually get out there and get after them now. I mean, if uh, we are getting close to wrapping up though, I mean, if there's one thing you could really, you know, tell somebody that's like new to turkey hunting, what would be like one or two things that you would give them as like one of the best, you know, your best tips or something like that? All right. First off, don't overcall. You don't have to be master caller to turkey hunt. Um, your, your main friend is your woods. Um, and I've probably killed a ton of birds, not even made one one call, one call at all. It's just learning him, scratching in the leaves, um, being one. But like a yelp, uh, if you can just master that, that yelp, don't give the bird anything else. If that bird is gobbling to you, say he, he's on the ground. And you just give out two little... And he gobbles at you, shut up for a minute. Don't don't call no more. He knows you're there. He 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 knows where you're at. He knows he knows what you're doing. He knows where you're at. Wait a few minutes. If he doesn't break or something, give him that same call back. You know, if he gobbles, okay. If he doesn't, add a little bit, add a little longer kick. You know, you know, pop, pop, pop him. Just give him a little bit. Well, if he starts gobbling at that. Shut up again. Sooner or later, less is more when it comes to the turkeys. Sooner or later, if you're on that right terrain, like I say, same level as him. You, you want to be on the same level. Try not to get a, in the bottom. He's on the top or you're on the top. He's, he'll come up to that top more, though. You know, say then yeah, the bottom. Yeah, and then he'll just sit there and gobble his ass off and strut and you're madder than hell because yeah. he's not in range. Right. I mean... I've had them run over a train to get to you too, but general right. rule of thumb, get on that same, get on that same level. If he's starting to go, you know, say he's gobbling, he goes down to the bottom. Well then go down, you know, he'll end up back up on top, you know, just, just kind of try to stay. If you have to move on him and don't move too much. Okay. If he's gobbling at you, he knows you're there. And if you're not, you know, you don't have some huge obstacle in between you, wait it out first. Don't 
don't don't rush it. Don't start overcalling that bird because you start overcalling that bird, that's when you get, especially in a heavy, heavy hunted place, you know, um, just kind of keep it down low and uh, just start soft. That's all you got to do. Just start soft and then work your way up. The bird will tell you what he wants. He'll tell you right off the bat if he don't like you or you're not set up right or anything like that. Just, just kind of keep it low. Keep it. Keep it low as you can until you have to. So you have to elevate. So if you're beginning, um, learn, like I say, you learn your Yelp. Um, learn your cat. Well, I wouldn't even say that. Just just learn your Yelp and, and a few, a cackle or something, just to, just to upbeat him a little bit. You know, that, that cut, that cut is a little bit more intrigued into it. Um, you know, same with the purr. But but if you can master that Yelp, just that just that normal slow cadence, you know, like a you know you know you know you know you know you know you know, just just master that. You'll kill a lot of birds. You'll 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 kill a lot of birds. Birds just you just again stay slow, pay attention, and listen. Listening's a lot of pressured birds. You might just hear the bird walking in the in the leaves while you're walking on a ridge, you know, a low ridge and the birds up on top. Well, that's what you're doing. You're trying to come in, you're listening. A lot of times later in the mornings and birds will get up on top, you know, and, and I'll stay low and I'll, I'm listening up top. I'll listen and well, if I hear a bird, then I'll, I'll, I'll back, you know, back up, try to get back around on them and call to the bird. Um, but a lot of times those birds will give you more information by not gobbling than you actually think because a bird's loud you know that justin i mean oh yeah going through the woods i mean he sounds like a mac truck you know you know no doubt but if you go through the woods you know stomping through there like gorillas i've had a lot of birds if you walk through a cadence just like a turkey yep you stop a lot of times if i'm in the way i'll start kicking leaves with my foot and i'll keep walking a lot of times i'll get turkeys a gobble just me walking and kicking in the leaves yeah there's your call right there. <laughs> so nah, less that's is more. awesome, man. Less is more. You don't if it, woodsmanship, woodsmanship with a turkey is is more than anything. You know, um, is more and you than just like sure, we we preach this a lot, but it's like you know you got to just go through it and fail. And if you want to get good at anything, like you just got to go out there and learn. I mean, it's really there's no magic sauce to anything that we do. It's just uh. I don't know. I've learned more from failure, and honestly, man, I've I've called in a lot of birds, and I ain't killed many of them. But you know, I'm finally I'm finally at that point now, like where I've I've got the confidence, and I think, man, like having you on today was such a huge help, honestly, for me personally. Um, I'm hoping for a lot of our guests out here that you know might be in the same situation I was in, where you know we've been there you've been hunting for a few years but you know every once in a while you have luck and it's <clears throat> like calling on a limb you know like i i've done that to every bird that i've heard in the morning and i'm kind of excited to go you know test that that method out and i'll i'll be sure to hit you uh hit you with a phone call when i uh when i seal the deal this year though man but i can't thank you enough for for joining us today it's been a pleasure having you on yeah well well 
Well, I appreciate I appreciate that very much, and uh, that was a good good little time there. Yeah, man, definitely. I'd love to have you back on for deer season uh, if you want to. I know um, we uh, we kind of went went a little deep with this one, but as far as uh, you didn't get to talk much about whitetails, but you know this man had one heck of a whitetail season, didn't you? You killed three. Yeah. I mean, I mean, every one of them bucks were Pope and Young, weren't they? Uh, right at it. I mean, they were yeah. all they were all right at it. Um, just just pretty pretty Virginia deer. Um, yeah, that'll be on another topic. Yeah, <laughs> I've got yeah. plenty of those to show. And show Absolutely, man. And um, everything else, but but I would say my number one number one passion is uh, turkey hunting. Yeah, um, I had a I feeling too. I was going to ask you that, you know, right here when we were closing out, if you like. Time. Yep, yep. It is. It's awesome, man. It's. I think it's just more exciting for me too, like getting to to hear a bird and you know you play that chess that like chess game with them a little bit and i don't know it definitely so it, and it's funny how some guys just like oh who cares about turkeys you know it's all that's just a break between deer but the older i'm getting the more i really enjoy turkey hunting and uh it's it's an absolute blast and for those of you guys if you uh you know if you're out there and you haven't started turkey hunting I advise you to try it because it is a ton of fun and it's also a great way to do some scouting while you're, while you're turkey hunting. And, uh, I found some awesome locations for deer yes, at the a, same time. Great way. Yeah. And you can find some good sheds. Well, with that being said, guys, it was great having you, uh, having you on Mike, and, uh, I look forward to uh, catching up with you in the future. And, uh, thanks for checking us out today. Thanks again for joining us this week, guys. I really hope a lot of you guys got to take something away from this one. I know I did. Absolutely. Uh, feel like I'm walking away a different turkey hunter. I'm stoked to get in the woods and get after it. I want to give a huge thanks to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Uh, if you guys are in Wisconsin, go check them out this week. Uh, this weekend, we're going to be at the Wisconsin Dells show. Uh, go get your hands on some gear. And next week, I will be at the Illinois Deer Classic. So come, uh, come holler at me. Uh, I'm going to have some shirts and some stickers and stuff. So it'd be great to meet some of you guys. I want to close today's segment out with a quote from Nelson Mandela. He says, education is the most powerful weapon which we can use to change the world. Um, I feel like that's an absolutely perfect quote to kind of like close this one out and the podcast in general, because that's really what we're here for guys is just trying to spread knowledge and, uh, you know, make the hunting world that much better, make you guys more successful, and uh, hope you are enjoying it. Uh, reach out to us, let us know if there's anything you want us to touch on, and uh, you know, any guests you would like us to have on, be more than welcome to try and uh, you know accommodate everybody. And hope you all are enjoying it, and have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. <laughs>